Hello, and welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck <clears throat> with the Original. It's going to be a great episode. <laughs> I'm your host, Casper. Okay, I can do this. And I am your other host, Becky Gremlin. Here to bring you phlegm and all things spooky on Wednesdays, because Wednesdays are for podcasts. And I- for Casper, <laughs> coughing and choking Every time, guys. Here to bring you all the phlegm because phlegm is needed. I don't know what's happened, but right before we decided to record, I decided to get a shit down of phlegm. So, here we are. Yeah, we're going to make it through this. Um, Yeah, we don't know what's been going on, guys. So, if you live in Ohio, uh, like we do, any of our (laughs) listeners, like... I don't know. This weather's been so fucking crazy. Like, it's been hot as fuck, and then we've had thunderstorms in between, and I don't know if the thunderstorms are just stirring up everything, but, oh my god. If it's not fucking raining, if it's not fucking raining, it's fucking hot. Like, Like, Satan's asshole. Literally Satan's asshole. Apparently, we're not the only ones either. I recently read in the news that, like, okay, so... We seem to take it as such a luxury to have air conditioning, but over in Europe, that's, like, unheard of because they don't have yeah. the same temperatures we do. And they have been experiencing lately, like, record-breaking hot temperatures. Like, so hot to the point that people are bringing ice packs to work because there's buildings, no air conditioning. And you have to think, architecture, no air conditioning, no, nothing like literally just, nothing i think i would just die. I, I would die i think someone would just have to kill me i would literally die i would be like those vampires in blade and just like burst i into sit into my car from sitting after work all day i get into my car and i'm like <gasps> and it's oh my like, god don't even get me started like i drive all day and i'm so pissed that i have to use my air conditioning because of course gas has been ridiculous course. and i'm like trying to save all my points everywhere I can go. I literally have a gas card to fucking everywhere. So like wherever's the cheapest, wherever I can get that many points, wherever I can save, I'm just like, because I have to run my fucking air conditioning and this shit is getting ridiculous. Like this is ridiculous. Y'all it's bad. So speaking of gas prices, happy 4th of July. Like (laughs) (laughs) happy birthplace of America. Did, I heard on the radio that no one else celebrates the 4th of July as much as America. Yeah. <laughs> We're real dickholes about it, apparently. Well, I mean, it was our birth date, so. I don't know. I just still think it's always funny, and I try to remember what movie it was. I think it might have been 12 Years a Slave, where, like, the... <laughs> where the country celebrated its independence but there's like all these black folks sitting around like who got their independence oh they got their independence the fuck is that oh my god i just thought that was so funny i'm Stupid like okay. country ass independent shit so in 1776 white folks was fl- was free we were flea Y'all was flea. <laughs> we were doing some fleas. But we was. <laughs> we had some fleas. Y'all had the fleas. <laughs> we had. Oh my God. It's so in funny. Se- in June. F- June. <laughs> July 4th, 1776. America had fleas. White folks had fleas. 
Yes, us white people have We gave fleas. all of y'all the fleas. <laughs> oh my god, this is going to be a great episode. This is going to be great. So, oh basically guys, what has happened is, is we only got a couple emails to talk about the uh, Lizzie Borden um, accusations. So, what we're going to do is we're just going to kind of talk about current events. Um, we're going to give you some child's play reviews. We're going to talk about a new show coming out called The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, which yeah. if you guys know me, you know I'm obsessed with skinwalkers. I have a very unhealthy obsession with skinwalkers. Um, so we're excited to talk about that. And we're going to talk about a uh, known recent serial killer. Yeah, he's been in the news pretty pretty recently and there's been ties to uh, a specific murder that happened in Cincinnati, where we're from. That happened in the 80s. So, yeah, this has been really crazy. Um, You know, in the defense of our Lizzie Borden episode, which we hope all you guys listen to, if you haven't listened to it yet, please do so. Um, I think a lot of the responses we got mostly were people were just totally undecided out of all of the people that have listened to it between now and then. They're just like, you know, we really don't know. And, um, you know, the more I've been thinking about it, the more I talk to Casper about it, that is totally valid because essentially it is a crime that still remains to this day um, unsolved because even though Lizzie Borden was acquitted, see, there's this whole thing with finding someone that's acquitted. That doesn't necessarily mean you're innocent. It just means that a jury of your peers didn't have enough evidence to convict you. So I think that's where a lot of people kind of miss the mark. And I bring that up to say this. I was thinking a lot about the other day, and I don't know if I mentioned this to you, Casper, but I was thinking a lot about the other day, the parallels of the Lizzie Borden trial versus the O.J. Simpson trial. Mm -hmm. And I look at it in the way of how Lizzie really used and essentially she did, because if you think back what Danielle mentioned, our amazing tour guide that was so gracious to do the interview with us, how she mentioned that the number one reason that she was acquitted is because she was a woman. Well, if you think about it, at the time that O.J. Simpson, these crimes happened in 1994, we had just gotten over the L.A. riots. Like those riots were precipitated by Rodney King, by a black man getting pulled over, getting beaten by white cops white cops on film, no doubt they beat this guy almost to death and they were acquitted. And then all of a sudden the LA riots happened in 92, blew up everywhere. Everybody in the country is watching this happen. And it's just like, what is happening? So in 94, it was like the perfect storm to have these murders happen of these two white people. And you have this black superstar football player who used out and out used the race card in that entire trial of saying, you know, I'm a black man. I got the black community behind me. You know, LAPD is just trying to convict another black man and got off and walked away. So there were really similar parallels to these being not only high profile murders, news all across the country. Uh, the victims were were tied to the killer, whether or not you want to believe OJ did it, he did. Or whether or not you want to believe Lizzie did it, she kind of did. Uh, you know, so never, <laughs> she so, whether or not, so whether or not you want to believe either one or the other, it's like the, the victims were tied to them. And then you have these really high profile trials where both of them were acquitted, where one was acquitted based on his race 
And the other one was acquitted based on her sex. And they both used that to their advantage. They both did. Whether they meant to or not, they both used that to their advantage. So it was really interesting now looking back and realizing the parallels of those trials and really kind of pushing to everybody that you have to look at that word acquitted very closely. That does not mean you were found innocent. Nope. It also doesn't mean you were found guilty. It just means that a jury of your peers did not have enough evidence to convict you. That's all that means. And and uh, at the end of the day, no one really knows what happened. At the end of the day, no one knows. And even with OJ, no one... We all know, but no one really knows. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, there you go. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting. If anybody had, if anybody never thought about those two parallels, like really go back, go back and listen to the episode. If, and again, like if, if you've already listened to our Lizzie episode, I would definitely go back and listen to it again and then go back and do a little bit more research about the OJ trial. And if I can make a really great suggestion, watch the people versus OJ Simpson, watch that American crime story. Uh, It's on, it's currently on Netflix you know, Cuba Gooding Jr. played O.J. Simpson. Sarah Paulson played... Uh, Bless. Who was the district attorney? Uh, can't think of her name now off the top of my head. No. Crazy hair. <laughs> we're going to call her she that. She had the god-awful crazy hair. She had the god-awful perm. Y'all remember it. But yeah, I would, <laughs> I would, remember, I would definitely recommend going back and watching that. Um, because that, that whole entire show pretty much went with the entire trial and it really showed like i mentioned her name was marcia clark by the way sarah paulson killed it as marcia clark uh yeah um, so yeah it really showed like not only the progression of the crimes but it really made a point to show the parallels between the fact that the la riots had just happened two years prior the lapd really did not have a good track record at that point and you have a black man he he used it so yeah it's really interesting smart yep all right guys so i'm gonna read the two emails we got um the first one we got was from cannabidoil Cannabidoil. you got it you got it the first one (laughs) (laughs) his name is larry we love larry larry is one of our biggest supporters we super appreciate you you always (laughs) i fucking love what you do every single wednesday I don't even think you know about this, Becky. He, every single Wednesday, tags a shit ton of people from the horror community and says, hey guys, it's Podcast Wednesday and we'll do like a gif or a picture with, like he's been doing a lot lot of Lizzie Borden stuff lately and I fucking love it. He even (laughs) did like a quiz once and I got a 100% on it. Yay. But, um. And one of the questions was like worded wrong and we were all like debating about it because it said, where did... Bridget relocate but I thought the question said where did she come from so I said Ireland oh and it said it was correct and then someone else pointed out it was actually Mason um and he pointed he's like no one actually said where did she relocate and I said she actually relocated to Montana and that was not one of the answers so right um that's wrong kind of a trick question (laughs) right sort of okay right got it so 
Anyway, this is for you, Larry. Thank you for all that you do. And thank oh, you for sweet. sending this in. Yes, thank you. Uh, dear Casper and Becky, firstly, wow, guys, what an episode. It's left me quite emotional. He is referring to the Lizzie Borden episode. After reading Lizzie's story and researching over the years about the murders, I always had this gut feeling that Lizzie was innocent, even with the facts I read and how I felt. I couldn't be 100%, but this has always been my stance, which I shared once with Casper a while back in a couple of tweets. Your podcast has opened up so many new leads to follow, which I will be researching over time. There was so much I didn't know, especially after the court case. I still more than ever believe Lizzie is totally innocent, more so since hearing your podcast. I'm wanting to probe into the uncle more now. Although I f- don't feel he killed anyone, there's something very... N- niggling? I don't know if you mean nagging? N-I-G-G-L-I-N-G? Niggling? What is that? Right here. I don't even know. Um, uh, still something. Well, anyway, nagging. I think, I it's, think nagging. it's supposed to be nagging about him. That tells me he could quite well be involved. If I had a suspect, Uncle John is topping my tick box right now. The fact his alibi was so correct, like he pre-rehearsed it in the missing time frame to his niece's house. Today's police would definitely have him as a major suspect, I feel. Needing intense investigation, like finances, etc. I still can't name who carried the actual murder itself, but I think John had a hand in setting it up, which might include a second or even third person who carried out the murders. Motive is the strongest lead, and who stood to gain the most from this murder? Emma. Could sweet caring Emma who who, could sweet caring Emma who shared their parents' wealth with Lizzie also be involved, possibly with John? Doubtful, but it can't be ruled out. Again, a third person would come into play, the murderer themselves. Was Lizzie in it with Emma and John fooled everyone? I could go on, but I won't. Bottom line for me is this. Lizzie was innocent of killing her father and stepmother. I don't actually want to guess right now who murdered them, but Uncle John is under suspicion, and this opens a whole new can of worms. Well, guys, this is my take at the present time on the subject. Love and best wishes, Cannibal Doyle, Larry. Thank you, Larry. (laughs) That was awesome. Yeah. I I really liked... That was a really valid opinion. It's a very valid opinion. Absolutely. Because you took the time to listen to the podcast, read into the new things that you're listening to, and form an opinion based off of that. So we really appreciate that. That is exactly what we wanted everybody to do. Exactly. So this next one is from Rob from Let's Watch Horror Podcast. Love you guys. Yay! Rob, Manny, and Ruby. You guys are the best. Always giving us shout-outs. You guys are so sweet. I love talking to you guys when I can. And I wanted to thank you guys for uh, sending in an email. You guys are awesome. Rob says, Hey, my friends. This is Rob from Let's Watch Horror here. I've been loving the last few episodes and learning all about the Bordens. I've been trying to think about who committed the murders, and you know what? I really can't give it a guess. So really, I'm just here to tell everyone that is listening to the show that I love Casper and Becky Gremlin. They're freaking freaking awesome, and you guys are lucky to be listening to them. You are so kind. Aww. (laughs) Stick around, because Don't Fuck With The Original is going to be fucking huge. Facking? Facking huge. Facking huge. Actually spells it out. F-A-C-C-C-K-I-N-G. Facking. It's facking. Yep. Also, you guys have made me want to come on vacation with you. Much love, <laughs> Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been getting a lot of people saying, they're like, man, your vacation sounds so much fun. I'm like, I don't even think we were expecting the vacation to be as crazy as it was. 
literally besides lack of sleep and my minor freak out moment driving over bridges, I'd say we did pretty well okay. Yeah, guys, I'm terrified of bridges. I had to drive so, over bridges. You know, I, I just, you I know what do it. I'm really so um, pissed off to this day about is the fact that it was raining and foggy and we drove right past New York and we couldn't even see it. it was so we couldn't awful. even see New York City because it was so foggy and rainy and shit. I think it was almost symbolic in a way that as we were leaving the most magical place on earth for us, that it was like raining and horrible and foggy. It was like literally how we felt. It was Massachusetts like was depression. crying that we left. It was depression. It was, it was like full on depression the whole way through Pennsylvania and New York and home and everything. It was just it was crazy. It's not even been us. it's almost even been a month and I'm still like, I just wanna be back there. I just wanna go back so badly. The whole you know, it's it's funny how I you know, and I think that even going back further prior to our Lizzie episode when we interviewed Dr. Vidka for the Salem episode, how so many people, and I've read about this too, feel so accepted in a place like that. It's just, it's one of few places where you can go and, uh, it's like pride every day. Yeah, and it's not just necessarily nobody... just, just targeting gay people. It's just when you go to pride, you just feel happy, accepted, and loved, and everybody's happy. Salem feels like that. You just feel happy and loved and accepted no matter what the fuck you are. It doesn't matter what race you are, what sexuality you are, how old you are. Nothing. It literally doesn't fucking matter. They're just like, oh my god, hi! Every story we walked in, oh my god, hi! Just like, great. Especially because we had Chucky. But I feel like even if we didn't have him, people would have still been very kind and welcoming it was a real melting pot yeah. of people and again you just like casper was saying you just you felt an overwhelming sense of being accepted and i think what i really appreciated for it was the religious acceptance like <clears throat> excuse me i feel like we're going through such a crisis of that right now in this country and to come together and you have people of all different beliefs and backgrounds to come together in one place and not have to feel persecuted, which is crazy to me because 400 years ago, this was a place of nothing but persecution. People that were flat out not witches were accused of witches through pure persecution and brutally murdered. So now a place that like literally 400 years has been trying to battle against that is now a place that is so, and I, and I think that's kind of a testament that they had to kind of come out of such a horrible, horrible part of history into making it a place where it's like, look, we don't, we're nothing like that now. We're all inclusive. We love everybody. We accept everybody. It's a very accepting state and I'm telling you, if it wasn't for your winters and your fucking drivers, assholes, I would be there right now. Y'all just got to do something. About I literally would have been looking for a job like a week after and been like, all right, well, I'm moving. I'm just so, kind of waiting for global warming to set in even more. So maybe the winters won't be as bad in the next like 10 years as we're all blowing up because global warming is just like melted the literally entire sit in my car and I can't see out of my glasses and I can't breathe because it's so hot but you know 
<laughs> It'll be like the very first uh, Total Recall where they were on Mars, and anytime they, <laughs> they were on the actual planet, their faces would like melt. You can't breathe. Like that's what. Earth like God, I don't know what you're towards. baking in Ohio right now, but it's done. <laughs> it's done. It was done. It was two done and like a half two weeks, weeks ago. <laughs> Your pie is finished. Please take out the 450 degrees. You burnt your hot cross buns, Lord. You burnt them. Lord? <laughs> you burnt your buns. You burnt your buns, Lord. It's over. Um, so I guess we should get into our opinions. We actually share the same opinion. Yeah, so it, it It's pretty clear <laughs> to me at this point. So well, what, had, what did you think before we went to the Borden house? What, okay, was, so what was your view? I had varying opinions. Um, I at first thought Lizzie did it. And then I got really deep into, which is funny because there was a a family that was there the same time we were, they were from Indiana and, uh, the wife, uh, the, the wife, mother, I can't remember her name. I'm sorry. Had mentioned, uh, well, she was a wife and a mother. I love it. Wife, Uh, mother. Wife, mother from Indiana. (laughs) Um, she had mentioned about the, there, there were a series of axe murders that were happening around that time. And they were uh, somehow linked to, I guess, possibly like hobos or transients coming through the area that were committing murders. So I kind of started delving more into that story. So I kind of came to believe that possibly it could have just been a complete stranger came in. But then again, that didn't make any sense because the more I've looked into quote unquote crimes of passion and I, you know, I like I've told, like I've mentioned before many times that I wanted to get into criminal pathology So I've done a lot of extensive research about serial killers and serial murders. And one thing about crimes of passion is they are so different. Unlike any other murders, if something is like, is like a robbery turned murder, it's a real quick murder. It's a few stabby stabs, shot shots. It's not, it's not big or elaborate. It's a real quick, let me just get you out of here so I can rob you and get the fuck out. There was nothing missing and these were very heavy blows in areas that are like, I, I hate you. I mean, to stand over somebody the way Mr. Borden was killed and and whack them in the face as hard as you can with a well, hatchet even, as even much as when, you can. To the, to the point that the man's face was unrecognizable. The only thing that you could show from the autopsy photos was an ear. His eyeball was dangling out. I mean... That is a crime of passion. You don't just do that if you're wanting to rush in and rob somebody. And it was Abby out. too, because Danielle pointed out they had to be straddling her to finish the job. So whoever it was straddled her and grabbed and the back, of grabbed her head. the back of her head and beat the shit out of her. You can't tell me that was a robbery. Yeah, no, no. This is someone that knew them, that wanted to make this known, that wanted this to be brutal. That had a lot of emotion behind it. And I, I just, I, I think it was John. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think, I think that everything that has been painted about Mr. Borden is a lot of what John was. I think John was unscrupulous. I don't think he was a very good person. I think that, uh, I think that the only time that he had any contact with this family was once he found out his sister had married someone that had money. And when his sister died and he thought he could stand to gain 
Because if you look back in the in his history, he was he real he really didn't have any money, and he wasn't good with money, and he wasn't really working at the time. So I mean, it, it, Mr. Borden put it out there like you know okay well you were my former wife's brother so I should I guess I should be nice to you and offer you a job you know and I think that John took that as an insult and I think that when Emma and uh Lizzie saw that they were standing to not gain anything out of the death of their mother and that for whatever reason, had this disdain for their stepmother that by any means necessary, they were like, she's got to go. Because if anything happens to our dad, we get nothing. nothing. We literally get nothing. So that's actually one thing that was pointed out. Um, I personally always thought it was Lizzie alone. When, you know, looking, I did too. like researching everything, I personally thought it was Lizzie by herself. Yep. Um. Now, I think exactly like you said, John did it, but Lizzie paid him off to do it. Mm -hmm. Because the thing was is that even though Emma hated Abby, I think Emma knew it was going to happen. And Emma was like, bye, I don't need to be around during this. So I'm just going to go on vacation. I'm going to go see some people. Do your fucking thing. Whatever She wasn't you do. as bold as Lizzie. Either. No, she wasn't. Because she was very recluse. Lizzie yeah. was a fucking force of nature. And she's like, I'm going to get my fucking way. But in Lizzie's mind, too, she's thinking, I'm going to do this for me and Emma. This is for me and Emma. Right. So it was just like, you know, when Danielle pointed out that she went to Alice's the night before and was like, I feel like something bad's going to happen. Lizzie fucking knew what was going to happen. She knew. But she paid him off because he slips in. Does his job, slips out, and you never never hear from him again. And how easy would it have been for him to have run up, grabbed some of Andrew's clothes, thrown them on, run out? Nobody would have noticed that he would have changed clothes. No. Because if you remember, Danielle, he didn't come with a bag. He didn't, but usually that wasn't customary anyway. Because you didn't she so, say he would just like basically burn his clothes and just be like, okay, we'll just buy new ones. Go buy some now. Yeah, the guy was not good with money. I, I think that he just had it in his head that once his sister married money, that 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 you know, they came from money, he had money. So if Lizzie was so like had money, I have this idea, I'll pay you. You know, because was was it a week or two before the murders happened? They were quote unquote robbed, and they never pinned it on anybody. Mm-hmm. And Andrew had the charges dropped. You know why Andrew had the charges dropped? He knew Lizzie did it. More than likely, she was already accused for shoplifting. And I don't even think you know. Even if there were any rumors to the shoplifting thing, I think some of that may have just come out of her being mischievous. I don't think she True. may have even yeah. done it because. She had money. It's not like she didn't have money right. to pay for anything. I think she just may have done it because she's like, hmm, I wonder if I can get away with this. I just, I, I paint Lizzie as someone who just got, she's bored. <laughs> right. You know what she I'm was saying? Just like, bored. She was not. She, she just, she's literally someone from this day and age living in the late 1800s. Mm-hmm. She was, she wanted, she was so curious. She had nothing to do. She's like, all right, kill my, kill my stepmom. I need money. And she wasn't down with the way her dad was with living this frugal lifestyle, which is really nothing. You know, again, going back to I hate how Mr. Borden was portrayed as being this like really horrible guy because he really wasn't. He just 
he was a cheapskate. You know what I'm saying? But like, if you go back into his history, he didn't grow up with money. He did not grow up with money. He grew up with two parents that squandered the family fortune. So he literally had to work from the ground up to build the wealth that he had. Yep. So he's like, I'm going to either instill in my daughters a work ethic to make their own money or if I'm going to leave them anything, I'm going to be as frugal as possible about it. And I think that once he met Abby, I don't know if it was maybe just customary because she was his wife or or how that happened. But I think as soon, like you said, as soon as Lizzie and Emma, Lizzie more so, saw that they were standing to not have any money, they were like, nope. That's not nope, happening. She's got to go. And of course, they didn't want their dad to die, but they weren't expecting him to be there. So they he were He kind of like, got caught in the crossfire. Well, I guess he's got to kind of go now, too, because otherwise he's going to figure out. That's, I think that's why Abby received the 19 blows, because they wanted he wanted to make it look a little bit more brutal. And why Andrew only received... Of course, there was also a smaller time frame to kill Andrew. So he had to hurry basically, but still make it look as brutal so it didn't look off or anything. Right. Which is why it would make sense why Lizzie would pass out seeing his skull because she didn't do it herself. She was just It makes even more sense, yeah. She Yeah. It would She didn't actually see it. I would make more sense at that time, I would think, with a woman and even just that timing that she would not have been able to do something that brutal herself. Yeah, I'll pay somebody off to do it, but I don't think I could actually do it myself. Which is why she tried to do it herself at first with the poison. She's trying to get the poison. Couldn't get the poison, so she's like, well, fuck, I gotta come up with a, excuse me, a new plan. My Uncle John is here! (laughs) Let's, uh, hey, how about you do my dirty work for me? Thanks. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And he, he didn't care, especially if he thought he was standing to gain anything. Cause as soon as that trial was over, that's what I thought was crazy. As soon as that trial was over, he took off back to Iowa and all of a sudden had this new property and, you know, and was like, living, just makes, and lived pretty comfortable till he died in 1912. It so. makes so much sense. Now, you know, we can't say this is gold and we can't say this is what happened. But when you really sit down and research everything and you really look over the facts, it makes perfect sense. And again, the whole, you know, this was something that Danielle went to, went into again, extensively, not only during the tour, but a bit during the podcast about the fact how like the whole, you know, the crime scene was fumbled. There were people traipsing all over the house. (coughs) There was no kind of, Oh, bless you. (laughs) Impromptu bless you. Um, Of course it's about that time. Oh, we're not hitting the uh, hour mark yet. Oh yeah. Yeah. We haven't gotten there yet. We're we're, we're like a half hour early, but, um, (laughs) Um, but uh, yeah, so it's not, it's not like they had CSI or anything back then. But you know what's funny? Who are you? <laughs> I really want to know. Okay. That's a great show. I love that but, show. Oh, you it was only good with show? Grissom. Grissom was my favorite. And then Grissom left and I... Don't get me wrong. I like Lawrence Fishburne. And I like... um. 
White, See, I stopped the watching. The white-haired guy. I stopped watching it after Grissom Who left, ended up I, being in that show. Anyway, but after Grissom left, I was like, Sarah yeah. came back. But I was like, yay, Sarah's back. But I was still like, I, I, I Grissom. This went way off. <laughs> Don't you guys love how this does this? They're like, why are they talking about CSI now? All of a sudden, <laughs> like, what's happening? We just got really in-depth conversations. Y'all know y'all CSI. love CSI. I And the only spinoff that I watched was CSI Miami. And I admit it, no matter how much... I, look, I hated David Caruso just as much as everybody else did. But that motherfucker was hilarious to watch on CSI Miami. I did not watch any spinoffs. I just watched CSI and Criminal Minds. I loved Criminal CSI Minds was great. Criminal Minds is great. I still watch that every once in a while with my dad. If you are retired, Criminal Minds is a great fucking show to watch. It's on, like, all day long. Criminal like, Minds? that and Law and & Order are on all day long. Criminal like, Minds, though, is one of those shows that's hard for me to binge, because after, like, five or six episodes, I'm, like, getting into depression, and I'm like, Oh, okay. my God! It's <laughs> like, after we do our serial killer episodes, you're like, I feel dirty. This is terrible. <laughs> so what was the episode about? And I went from Lizzie Borden to CSI. I don't Girl, <laughs> me, after I would binge Law & Order SVU... Like, give me your fucking I'm money. Like, mm-mm, no, I can't do this no more. I feel terrible. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I feel dirty. <laughs> anyway. Um, but if you look back, it's funny to say that back in that time frame that the crime scene was bundled. But guys, in 94, we had very credible crime scene. And look at how much they fuck up and bungled the whole OJ Simpson thing. Again, going back to the OJ Simpson thing. We had crime scene investigations by then. We had people who knew what to do. But they still fucked that one up. People walked everywhere, glove planted. Mark Furman, we're not even going to go there. Just watch the watch the Netflix thing. But like, You might as was, well just walk into the crime scene and just rub your hands all over everything. Oh my and God. And just mess everything so up. awful. And, <laughs> and even, but again, even then... DNA was in its like infancy. DNA yeah. was like non-existent back in Lizzie Borden's time. But even in oh, 94, yeah, sure. we, we just kind of think DNA is a thing that's always been around. And 94 doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but it was. It was 25 and years ago. Even then, DNA, like people knew, because DNA was brought up in the trial. But the way it was brought up, people are like, we don't understand what this means. It was brought the up in a very scientific way. Like, you would have had to have been a scientist to understand it. <laughs> they pulled it up and they're like, the fuck is that? Yeah. Like, they had a scientist like, <laughs> like well, one millionth gram of a, of a decimal. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm going to need you to speak English, please. I failed algebra. I don't like this is not helping me at all So right is that now. like a grain of sand? Like, I don't know why. Is that like a pico? <laughs> pico de gallo? Ooh, chipotle. Let's go to chipotle. Let's go to chipotle. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We're doing a trial. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about guac right now. I can't stop. Terrible. Oh, God. I didn't think chipotles were around in 1980. No, they were. They were. They had just started in California. Did because they guess really? what? They came out the year I was born. I love They it. started you know in 93. That. Chipotle started in 93, so Chipotle is as old as me. I it's love a great year. that you know that. <laughs> I love that you love Chipotle that much that you're like... <laughs> Guys, if there wasn't anything else to tell me how that screamed how white I am, I know when Chipotle started. <laughs> so... There you go. There's I'm just sorry, knowledge. That was great. Dropping some chip. Chipotle is my life. I love Chipotle. 
Fuck hotheads. Anyway. Yeah, fuck. Seriously. I'm, Actually, I'm you know what? Here's that. the thing. If Chipotle had hothead sauces, you would have the best burrito you would ever have in your entire life. Hey, Chipotle, you hear that? You need some chipotheads is what I'm saying. Some chipotheads. Work on that. And get rid of your goddamn queso. That That's shit's nasty. Up. That's yeah. fucking grainy as nobody, shit. Nobody eats it. Somebody needs to use hotheads chipotle. Hothead's queso at Chipotle and Hothead's sauce. Basically, all of Hothead's sauces just need to be taken to Chipotle, and then we, it would be great. Yeah, I'm sure you guys could find a way to, like, rebrand that. All We're of talking you, about Chipotle. All of you fucking companies do it. I am so, dying right like, now. We're talking just... about Chipotle. Everybody, <laughs> listen, there's going to be some of you that are going to be listening to this at, like, 3 in the morning so pissed off at us because Chipotle is not open and you're going to want Chipotle <laughs> Taco Bell. so fucking bad. Taco Bell. It doesn't compare, though. It doesn't. But, but sometimes I'm telling you, when you just wake at 3 a.m. and you're really hungry, tacos from Taco Bell are literally God's gift. Do you know, I remember one of the first things I did when I got my license is at like three in the morning. You went to Taco Bell. <laughs> Yo quiero Taco Bell. <laughs> I was so hungry and I was like, wait a minute. Taco Bell is the best. I have food. a motherfucking driver's license. I could just drive my ass to Taco Bell and get my own fucking Taco Bell. <laughs> like, it meant even, so much. It meant so much. Greatest memory ever having <laughs> my driver's license. Sorry. You guys are like, okay, really, guys? I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, if you've been listening, if you're new listeners, we do this all the time. We do. So get used and to it. And everybody seems to if, really like this, so. Which is weird. Hashtag Jesus Jesus. <laughs> okay, so we. I'm shocked how many people moving actually Moving on. That. No. But yeah, so there, there's our opinion. We um, we really think that John did it and Lizzie paid him off. That's that's what. Now I do have to point out the fact that when I did watch the movie Lizzie, I am sorry, Danielle. She's gonna come after me for this. I thought it was really accurate. Now that was before I started reading and re- really researching more into things. I did not think that he was raping the maid. That he was not raping everybody out here. Mm-mm. He was. The- <laughs> I did not think that was happening. And there were certain parts that I was like, mm, no, but the maj- I really thought the maid had something to do with it, to be honest with you. I really did until, you know, I really listened to what Danielle had to say and found out the maid was actually really good friends with Abby. And then I was like, ah, 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 she had nothing to do with it. So I can understand why Lizzie, the movie Lizzie can like lead people astray because it kind of led me astray until I really started researching it and then went to the house and then like really started listening to everything that happened and it really changed my opinion. So that's why another reason we really wanted to bring this to you guys because it really does change and alter everything. I never in a million years would have said two people were involved in this, but now I'm like two people were involved in this. So it's just, it's a lot. And at the end of the day, no one knows truthfully. No one will know. Yep. It's a over 200 year old unsolved murder. So if Bridget did know something, she took it to her brave. Brave. She took it to her grave. And the heart. All right, guys, let's get to these reviews. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Okay. Oh, Jesus. I don't. Oh my God. (laughs) 
It is July 4th. The it is. It, it's it just, is. It's just getting to you. It is. Um. Okay, so you guys have probably, if you haven't seen Child's Play, good for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going um, into our, so yeah, we're going into our current, we current decided events. to do some like current events. Um. If you haven't seen Child's Play, good for you. <laughs> Under, undertones. Um, if you have seen Child Play, seen Child's Play, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm really not trying to be an asshole. A lot of you guys have actually came out and said it was a good movie. Good for you. You know where we stand. I don't give a fuck if it's a good movie. I don't give a fuck about any of that shit. You, I care about the shit that's going on behind it. But we do want to read you some inter- interviews. God damn it. We do want to read you some reviews of people that have posted about it. Um, to be honest with you, it's kind of down the middle between critics and audience. Um, especially on Rotten Tomatoes. On Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 61% from the actual critics and a 59% audience score, which is literally a 2% difference. So a lot of my friends and a lot of people on Twitter have actually been coming to me and saying that it's been a great movie, but like I said, you know where we stand. But I'm going to read some of these to you. Um, we have, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> Sorry. So we have um, someone that gave it a two out of five. Ooh. Rolling Stone. Even Aubrey Plaza and the voice of Luke Skywalker. Okay, Mark Hamill. <laughs> as, he, oh, as Devil Doll Chucky can't save this botched reboot. <laughs> he called it botched. botched. I just think that's even funnier because this new Chucky looks like he has the worst plastic surgery ever. Um, Adam Graham from Detroit News. Child's Play is good-humored and gratuitously gory but feels rushed and oddly contained to a small world. He gave it a C. Eric Kahn of IndieWire, this oddball blend of 80s nostalgia and contemporary humor never quite lands the smart, scary balance and incites. Um, I will read good reviews too, but I, I will do it. Um, Katie Walsh from Tribune News Service said, who would have guessed that a child's play film would leave us with less popcorn rattling jump scares and more existential questions about the role of Alexa in our lives? I mean, technically, she's kind of right, though, because this whole thing about the Alexa thing that was in Chucky. But here's the thing. Make a movie about Alexa. Don't tie Chucky to it. That's all I have to say. Um, Jordal, Jordi Costa said the disturbing vocal performance of Mark Hamill and the stylized photography work of Brendan Uagma? Yagma? You're like, wow, that last name. Contribute the unhealthy atmosphere of a work traversed from beginning to end by a twisted black humor. Uh, Kent Garrison said, all I wanted in this reboot was for it to uh, recapture the campy fun of the original, and it does just that. <laughs> oh, it's hard to read. I'm sorry. It's hard to read these. <laughs> <laughs> but you want me to read the nice ones? <laughs> no, I can read them. Um, You're like, it's brutal. <laughs> I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Job, <laughs> um, uh, Brian Lowry says, while the movie initially features modestly clever wrinkles, the sat- satir- satirical, thank you, you're welcome, God, and technology inspired elements recede as the conventional slasher bits take over. Although Child's Play is only 90 minutes long, it's one of those movies where you check your watch so often you think it stopped. <laughs> <laughs> 
Whoa. <laughs> no, I've actually been hearing that one a lot. Where people are like, woo, how much longer is this movie going to be? Like, All right, so those were actual critics. Let me read you some audience scores. There's nothing like the original Chucky. It came, a, it came across a bit over the top for my taste. I like this person. Meh. Had its moments. That was their review. That's Meh. great. Had its actually. moments. That's like, that's, that's so honest. It just, I appreciate whoever, how honest that was. That was awesome. That was Mari, Mari C. Oh, well, thank you. Robert V says, pretty awful. Did not add to the original. Was a completely derivative remake that was poorly done. Go watch the original. It's better than this. Very disappointed. Um, Someone said it almost felt like Final Destination because it was gory, but I enjoyed it. Did you just compare Chucky to Final Destination? How does one... <laughs> how, how... Um... I'm a huge horror slasher buff, so took this in an OMG, not scary at all. Lil Cheesy Blood. Lil Cheesy Blood. I'm gonna start saying that. Lil Cheesy Blood. Lil Cheesy. Oh my god. Okay, I thought I heard everything. Oh, it gets better. This is the best one I've read. I'm a huge horror slasher buff, so took this in an OMG, not scary at all. Little cheesy blood and just bland and blah 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 boring. Rent Halloween 2018. That was a gem. I love Michael Myers. That was amazing. <laughs> that was awesome. That's, this is the best review I've read. Actually, in the 2018 Halloween was pretty fun. It was amazing, amazing so. actually. All right, I'll read a good one. If you go into it realizing you're seeing a completely new take storyline on Chucky himself, you might enjoy it. Some unforgivable cheesy parts, though. Little cheesy blood. His eyes changing color, emphasis, emphasizing, that should be emphasizing, his eyes changing color, emphasizing his feelings of anger or bad intentions, for example. The cheese is not the intentional good cheese for humor like the original content brought. It's a rental at its best. So see, there are some people who are trying to give it a good review, but kind of are like, they changed Chucky from a... Oh, this is a long one. They changed Chucky from a possessed doll to an evil robot. Boo. They live in, <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Boo. Oh, my God. They live in an apartment complex that looks like it's from the 60s, yet every appliance in the building is in the state of, is state of the art. The maintenance man looks like a gross pervert, but is a really mad scientist. There's cameras all, all of the apartments that no one sees or hears since all the products talk. The deaths were dumb. Logical decks, deaths are what make them scary. Dude falls one story and blows up his fibula and tibia. <laughs> the lawn machine pulled this man's face off after winding 50 feet of Christmas lights up in it. Mm-hmm. Kind of want to see that. Dude holds on to a water pipe in a residential building that got over 100 degrees in 10 seconds and gets torn to shreds by a table saw. What the fuck is this saw? Back to the dude blowing his Oh, leg. they're basically describing the whole movie, which is amazing. Because I've actually been sitting here contemplating. I'm on Wikipedia reading the entire movie right now. So, yeah, I'm giving it away. If anybody <laughs> wants to go on Wikipedia right now, you can literally read what happens in the entire movie. So, I'm loving how this review is pretty much telling you the entire movie. And the kill scenes actually do sound pretty interesting. But that's about the only thing. Anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> so, I'm just, I'm loving how they're Spoilers! Reading. They're giving the whole movie away, which is great. Um, back to the dude blowing his leg bones. He fell no more than 15 feet, but Andy dropped off his mom hanging from the raptors and landed like a cat. And, oh, Mark Hamill is the voice of Chucky, so let's name the doll Luke Skywalker. Boo. Terrible movie. 
someone said brought me back to the original. How? There's nothing that's the same. I'm sorry. I get angry when people <laughs> say that. I'm like, it's not the same. In the aftermath of Chucky's killing spree, Caslin Corporation CEO Henry Caslin issues a statement regarding Chucky's reprogramming. As more buddy dolls are shown being recalled and placed into storage, one starts to malfunction inside its box, implying that Chucky was able to upload his AI consciousness into another buddy doll. So that took the cult of Chucky concept. That's what you just fucking read. They took the Call of Chucky concept. Boo! <laughs> Guys, listen. In in all reality, if you enjoyed it, I'm glad. I'm really, like, sincerely. I'm really the glad you enjoyed it. sound amazing. I Here's... now at least give it that. There, there do sound like there are some really awesome kill scenes in this. And, and I, and, <clears throat> I mean, I get... I get what they're trying to do with this movie. Like in the beginning, it's these high tech dolls. It's this supposedly American company, but all of the dolls are assembled in Vietnam. So they're trying to, you know, bring awareness to these outsourcing of jobs in these third world countries. And this guy was fired. So in in retaliation, he manipulates the doll that he's assembling so basically, he disassembles all of Chucky's safety protocols and then kills himself. So then poor Andy happens to get the one fucked up buddy doll that this poor Vietnamese guy <clears throat> fucked around with because he got fired. And that's what happened. See, here's my biggest... I just saved you $9.50. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> the, the thing that really sucks too is the fact that you know I hate the shit behind it. That's one. That's the main reason why I don't like it. But there's nothing original. Yeah, None of this movie is original. So literally, guys, the way I described to you the very beginning of the movie, that's the very beginning of the movie. The whole rest of the movie is pretty much exactly the 1988 movie, and then the very end of the movie is exactly what I read, which is exactly what Casper said is basically Cult of Chucky. Well, we're going to end with Chucky shit. So, yeah, cause... we're done with that. Anyway. So, basically, uh... <laughs> it is, uh, it seems to be pretty much down the middle. Um, which I expected what... it to be. Yeah. I expected and, and it to And, you know, be. these are people coming from the movie itself. You know, me and, me and Becky are going to end up watching it for free but we're gonna end up watching it and you know we might sit there we might look at each other and actually say you know what this movie wasn't bad but it's the shit behind it that i can't support yeah so two quick things again please go back and listen to the episode that we did about chucky because the two things that are aggravating me the most about this movie is the fact that a people aren't understanding the fact that this guy screwed over the original creators, gave two fucks, and even has come out recently to say that he was pissed off at, he basically wanted to do a shot-for-shot remake, and there were kill scenes from the 1988 film that he wanted to shot-for-shot reshoot that they flat-out told him he couldn't do, and he pissed a hissy fit about it. So that right there just completely turns me off. Because the guy tainted it. 
anything that happened with the creators of this movie completely tainted the movie when they decided to totally disregard anything that the original creators had to do with it, but basically want to rip their whole idea. So that right there, I'm, I'm just not down with. Number two, the movie, like the, the movie itself, <clears throat> I'm, I'm getting very irritated, excuse me, with people saying that, oh, this is such a great addition to the franchise. I've been hearing that going around a lot. And that was another reason why I wasn't on board with this movie, because that is something that Don Mancini has come out and said many times before, that this is going to be very confusing to fans because this movie has nothing. And I want to put that out there as much as possible. This 2019 Child's Play has absolutely nothing to do with the original 1988 Child's Play and Chucky franchise that Don Mancini and David Kirshner started. Say it so again. So let that be known. Say it again. This new <laughs> Child's Play movie. So let's stop that with these fucking reviews, whether you like the movie or not. Stop it. This new Child's Play movie has absolutely nothing to do nothing? with the original franchise. Nothing. Nothing. David Kirshner, David Kirshner, Don Mancini, and Brad Dorif were in no way, shape, or form involved with this new movie. So stop saying that it's a part of the franchise. Stop it. So what you're saying it has nothing to do with the Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Because it's very gray. It's subtle. It's very great. I think it was I mean, a little too subtle. It was very subtle. subtle. I don't think they're getting yeah. it. I don't think you guys got it. <laughs> no, and, and honestly, a lot of a lot of you guys that are listening, you you know, it's not a part of the franchise. It's just it's something that's been going around quite a bit, where people are saying that you know they're really happy that it, this is such a great new addition to the franchise. And I'm like, first of all, I don't even know how you think this is an addition to it. It's, it's, it's literally the original movie with a different concept. It makes no sense as to why it would be part of it. Is And you know, for those of you who are literal followers of Don Mancini, no, he, his series is coming out next year and it's called Ch Chucky. Chucky. I think it's, it's called be, Chucky. <clears throat> Chucky. And it's going to be on sci-fi. And I'm like, that's going to be following what, after Cult, that's what's going to be following after Cult. Why in the goddamn world would this movie follow Cult? That makes no sense to me. So anyway, we get very passionate about the subject because we love Chucky so much. But again. Well, and we love, we, we appreciate when someone has an original idea and that original idea is respected. If, if, if it's your idea, you know, these guys put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into that original movie and it was their concept and their idea. And I would hate to 30 years later, see, see my idea and my concept and what, what I envisioned just be taken apart. I mean, literally just bit by bit, piece by piece by piece, just completely ripped apart. Not only that. The people that did rip it apart are like, we could care less what you think. Yeah. We're going to give you a little teeny tiny, like I'm sure in the, I'm sure in the very beginning of the movie or at the end of the movie during the credits, there's probably a very tiny little inspired by. Based on characters created, created by, by Don whatever. Mancini and it, which is, what is that? Nobody pays attention to that. Nobody cares. So 
right, well, that, was, our, that was Child's Play. We're done with that. We're done. <laughs> For fucking ever until we talk about the movie after we've actually seen it. <laughs> Guys, it's just, this is the movie that literally inspired the name of our podcast. It needs to be talked about. Yeah, so it we're needs passionate. to be known. We're passionate about it. We're passionate about the work that went into it. So, but like we said, if you liked it, great. Good we'll get you. around to watching it at some point, but I'm not going to smash your opinion because no, you liked it. Of course, not, not. at all. You were. Totally that's not what we. That's not what we do here. It's not what we do. Mm-mm-mm. I apologize if you're hearing a lot of rubbing around. Um, I have bug bites all over my body, so. I'm trying not to rip my skin off and make it a horror movie in yeah, here. Yeah, poor Casper's like. Are we? Ha- oh, we're about to hit that one hour mark. Mosquitoes me, did a number start, on you. Um, coughing. <laughs> <laughs> Where you're like, I can't. It's time. All the phlegm. So, guys, this next thing we're about to talk about, I am so excited for. You guys know I love Skinwalkers. Becky's a big fan of um, Skinwalkers and Skinwalker oh, yeah. Ranch. If Please you guys don't... haven't seen the found footage movie Skinwalker Ranch, yeah, watch it now. Stop what you're doing. Stop the podcast. Find a way to watch it and watch it. It also and... has Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> and go back and listen to our cryptid episode. Yes. I mean, we didn't go into like full detail about Skinwalkers, but we talked about them quite a bit, and that's what made me want to you know, bring up this show. And not to mention the fact, too, uh, recently, and I know I referenced Joe Rogan a lot, but you guys know that, like, pretty much anybody who has a podcast, he's a huge inspiration. And he just recently did an amazing podcast with Bob Lazar. Anybody out there that has any interest whatsoever in UFOs, in alien technology, in research, in Area 51, any of that, you need to listen to that episode. And then you need to go on Netflix and you need to watch the documentary that's associated with it. It was insane. This guy actually worked for a company that was involved with... So he didn't work directly at Area 51, but he worked in a building next to Area 51. And he was actually hired to... uh, I'm paraphrasing a lot of this, but he actually saw UFOs and he was brought in to basically reverse engineer how they ran their spaceships, like for us to use. And this was back in the early 80s. So he originally worked as an engineer, like even from the time he was a kid, he like build rockets. He put like a he put like a rocket booster on his bicycle when he was a kid. Like this guy has always been into that kind of shit. So like they hired him based on that. And he was brought in to reverse engineer like gravity propulsion systems that were on UFOs. Like he saw UFOs, the guy was there and he has literally been discredited every step of the way they have destroyed his birth certificate. They have destroyed his high school diploma. They've destroyed destroyed all his college records. They destroyed where he previously worked. They have literally tried every step of the way to discredit this guy. He has taken lie detector tests. He's passed every single one. This guy is not lying. He has absolutely no reason to. So if you are in any way, shape, or form interested in UFOs in Area 51, you have got to, to, to research about Bob Lazar. But with that being said, he happens to mention for about 15 minutes or so during the podcast about Skinwalker Ranch. 
and he knew the original owner of Skinwalker Ranch. And this area for years, even from the original owners to the people that own it today, has had a plethora of UFO activity. I mean, to the point where I think the only other place that probably ties them for the most UFO activity, and you guys will be interested in this because I just originally found this out, is New Jersey. There is a lot of you. There was actually, supposedly, back in, I think, the 70s, a UFO that landed in a ball field in Hudson County, New Jersey. There are people that actually remember seeing this happen. There, just last year, there were over 50 sightings of UFOs just over New Jersey alone. Why the fuck New Jersey? <laughs> So I gotta go to New Jersey. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Gotta go to Jersey. Isn't that fucking crazy though? Like, why? I, I don't. I don't know why. I have no. I don't know if there's something about the 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 fact that it is so close to a major city. So that maybe that's what would make aliens want to be attracted to it. Because it's very close to New York City, but it's not. You know, that would be a safe distance away still. And a lot of parts of New Jersey, see, this is where people, I think, get very conflicted, like kind of like what we did with with New York or even Philadelphia. A lot of parts of New York, Philadelphia, and New Jersey are country. Mm-hmm. They are, yeah. Like, I don't think a lot of people realize that if you've never been there, they are just flat. It's, it's, it's just, it's country. I mean, it's just, it's, there's, there's miles and miles of just nothing there. So. You know, it's not always like you deep in the know. woods where you think it would be. But uh, yeah, so he happens to mention about about these UFO sightings and then ties into this show that the History Channel's doing. And I had to bring it up to Casper because I personally have always thought that skinwalkers were aliens. And I've always thought that going back in time, even back to like, when when Romans would draw pictures of what they depicted as angels, Chinese of what they depicted as dragons in the sky, Native Americans with with skinwalker folklore, I I firmly believe that was aliens visiting us, even hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years ago. That even ancient cultures dating all the way back to countries all around the world, what they reported as being this this or this, were actually aliens. So, I mean, how, how would we know otherwise? And it, it makes total sense. There's rumors that Bigfoot's an alien, too. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't buy that. I don't buy that either. I think Bigfoot's an actual animal, but... I think it's Gigantopithecus. I think it's just another offshoot of a hominid <sighs> that's related to us. It, it just makes perfect sense. You just to... walk up to, hey, how you doing, bro? What's up, cuz? <laughs> What's up, cuz? <laughs> You're a little hairier than me, but it's like... cuz? <laughs> so... The History Channel has this show coming out. We're not exactly sure when. Soon, I would imagine. Yeah, it just it was just announced last month in June. So we're hoping maybe sometime this fall. It's going to be called The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Feature a team of scientists and experts who will conduct a thorough search of the infamous 512-acre property located in Utah's... U- pronounce that word for me is it what is it unta basin because i can't read today unta Unta. yeah unta basin 
Um, they will attempt to find out the truth behind more than 200 years of mysteries involving everything from UFO sightings and paranormal activities to animal mutilations and Native American legends of a shape-shifting creature known simply as the Skinwalker. Beginning in the 1950s, Skinwalker Ranch and the area around it has been referred to as UFO Alley, where numerous anomalous events and strange activity have been received worldwide, have received worldwide media attention. Since then, the area has been the site of decades of study. Some, I can't read. Glenn, <laughs> I'm that really bad. struggling right now. Okay, oh. That word right there. Uh, decades of study, some clandestinely funded by the government. I kept want to say clandestinely, and I kept want to take words, letters out because I'm just tired and I can't read anymore. In 1996, the property was purchased by billionaire businessman and UFO enthusiast Robert Bigelow, who used it to conduct his own experiments into the study of the ranch and his otherworldly connections. Three years ago, the property was sold to another mysterious owner who, for reasons of his own, has for now chosen to remain anonymous. For the first time, cameras will be allowed into the property for a television series, according to history, allowing the network to uncover the who, what, and why of the secretive area. So, like I said, if you guys haven't done any research on Skinwalker Ranch or even watched the, the the movie, the found footage, it's actually one of my personal favorite found footage movies. Um, It's really fucking good. And it's really crazy to see. Basically, the movie's pretty accurate as to what people say they have seen there and what goes on there. So, they've werewolves, Bigfoot, aliens paranormal activity i mean like everything you can fucking think of so you know and it should stand to say too that because uh, i just recently watched um you know i think did ghost adventures ever go to skinwalker ranch i think i don't i'm not sure if they did a skinwalker ranch episode but i know what a ghost recently, show did i know more recently though <laughs> they did go to a ranch that has had purported purported ufo activity not necessarily skinwalkers but um, this property was also... They went also... to Skinwalker Canyon. Oh, okay. Okay. But this same property that they just recently visited was also owned by Robert Bigelow. And I think that it should stand to say that Robert Bigelow made most of his money uh, from Bigelow Aerospace. This was an aerospace company he founded 20 years ago. So this is a... This is a company that he's invested to, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars into that have been licensed to build modules for, for NASA. So, I mean, come on now. Like, this guy that has put millions of dollars, this guy's basically been a self-made millionaire from aerospace technology that's interested in UFOs. This all goes back to Bob Lazar. I'm telling you guys, if you guys don't think that our, look, if anybody out there has ever been interested in aeroplanes, is interested in aerospace technology, it, it's, it just goes without saying that I firmly believe that a lot of our technology, aerospace technology, has come from alien crafts. I think first and foremost with the Roswell crash in 47, I think as soon as we knew that aliens had made contact with us and as soon as we had our hands on alien technology, we have used it. The timelines add up. It's like in 47, the Roswell crash happens. Not long after that, 
we're, we're the Russians are in space, then we're in space. I mean, how does it how does it go where how, it just it's crazy how our technology how does how does it go where we barely know how to build cars to 20 years later a UFO lands to 20 years later we're in space. Sounds kind of fishy. I'm just saying, guys. I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying. Not to mention the fact, too, even if you guys don't think we've made direct contact in that way, shape, or form, because I know a lot of people can take this and spin it and thinking, oh, there goes Becky on her conspiracy theories. But even if you don't (laughs) think that's a thing, just take into account that aliens do exist, guys. My God, we live in such a vet. Okay, so our planet is in a solar system that's in a vast galaxy. And there are so many other galaxies out there. There like could be another us. Them. Yeah, there could be another us. There could be another. It's so oh God, vast. I don't, I don't ever want to. Every time I, I start thinking about meet another universes, I'm like, oh my god, I can't. My brain's like, stop. I'm like, no, no, I don't want. I don't want that to happen. But it, it, just to say that, like, we're it. There, there's, there's. You know no, what's funny too is when I was, I was raised believing that we were it, and I never believed in aliens. And the older I got, just like I told you, a friend of mine's thought on what aliens were. I was like, ooh, that puts a lot of shit into perspective. And I'm like, it doesn't make sense for us to be it. It doesn't. Whether you're a creationist, whether you're an evolutionist, it doesn't matter. You're going to tell me God or whatever made this world world, (laughs) and we're it? Like there's not something else out there? He made all of this. But decided to only put intelligent life form on this one little planet. Like, oh my God, I'm not buying it. I'm just not buying it. Whether it was God, whether it was, you know, whatever you believe Whoever. it was, it doesn't matter. I don't think we're it. Well, and it's a very, it's a very close-minded. That's all it goes back to. It's a very close-minded, ignorant way of thinking. Especially when you start to take religion into it and look at it that way. You have to take the science. Take what your actual eyes show you. You can look in telescopes. You can see pictures online from the Hubble Space Telescope. I've been to IMAX movies. Of, Dude, of, that was of, awesome. That one from the Hubble Space where yes. they footage. Did you see that one too? Oh my God, that was amazing. Wasn't that fucking insane? Look, guys, get the, If yourself. you guys have never been in an Omnimax theater, it is literally a bubble. You're sitting in a bubble and they put it's you wherever amazing. they put you, it makes you feel like you're there. Like when it, I remember being in a plane and one of them was the tornado one. I went that and saw the tornado. Sweet. That was cool. I've seen fun. that one several times. Um, the volcano one. You really literally cool. feel like there's a tornado fucking in front of you. It's insane. Or the one under the sea, the one they did in the oceans. The volcano one was sweet too. Oh, yes. That one was fucking awesome. Yeah, guys, go to go to anywhere that you can actually watch an Omnimax movie where you can actually get that full experience. Go to go to planetariums. Go to places where you can actually view what our vast space looks like because there's so much out there that we have no idea and I just I'm just not buying that we're it because we're really not that intelligent. <laughs> I can't even I can't even we like fight not, you. We are not that I intelligent can't, I can't even fight you. That's why aliens you know I would be you not know, depressed that's I would what, be if we are aliens it. only take one or two people at a time because they're like this motherfucker Y'all is dumb. We just want to understand why you're so goddamn stupid. Like, what in the fuck are these things? Y'all look different, so you hate each other. Uh, 
what? <laughs> like, you know, they're like, just... we're way more progressive than that, you dumb, ignorant. What? What's my favorite? Oh, you uncultured swine. <laughs> it's like, you do realize that doesn't exist anywhere else except here, right? Like, nobody else in the galaxy gives a fuck what anybody else looks like. Only y'all care about that dumb shit. <laughs> like, that would be Not funny. all black people that look the funny. same, and not all white people look the same. Can we get over that? Yeah. <laughs> and on our planet, we're all purple, so we don't care. <laughs> Now, Steve over here has a weird growth, but he gets over that. <laughs> we just... We just make eye contact with all four of his eyes, and we don't look at the growth. We just go, Steve, how you doing? And he's like, great. Sometimes it Tourette's out. <laughs> don't flinch if it touches you. He'll know. He'll know. <laughs> All-knowing Steve. I don't know why Steve is always my default name for everything, but... Because anyway. it's a great default name. Steve. <laughs> Just like Chad's. You seen like the the, the meme of the guy who's like, my name is Steven. He was going bowling. And they said, how do you spell that? He said with a P-H. They spelled it P-H-T-E-V-E-N. Yes. Steven. I have. I was like, um, I didn't realize you had to specify, but. Where the P-H is. Okay. Poor guy. So, um, yeah, so we're really excited about that show, guys. So awesome. check it out on History Channel when it comes out. We'll, we can even, like, uh, when we figure out when it comes out, we'll give you a a, a little a no and be like, oh, hey, so we found out it's coming out this time. So Yeah, we'll try to do updates because I, I usually figure most shows when they announce in the summer, it's probably going to be, like, on their fall schedule. That would be so. a solid Halloween ad. So maybe they're waiting Something for Halloween. Awesome. Um, Is anyone else excited for Halloween? <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> So tired of this heat. Oh, my pumpkin spice latte. Oh, <laughs> fall is coming. Oh, wait till Becky gets her pumpkin spice lattes. We're going to be having wait. these. We're going to be recording these while holding pumpkin spice lattes. Y'all just wait till that shit happens. Becky's going to get real white and I'm just going to get even whiter mm-hmm. to the point where I'm going to look angelic and just blind everyone. She's literally me. going to be a Casper. She's going to be a ghost. She's going to be see-through. <laughs> yes. So, guys, our last story of the day is about uh, the serial killer that we mentioned that's been in the news recently. Um, his name is Samuel Little. Um, so the one thing that really attracted me to this case is not only um, about him being linked to a murder that happened in Cincinnati back in the 80s, but also the fact that uh, he's a black man. And as most of you know, it's very rare that you see in history of serial killers being black. Usually when they're FBI profiled, it's white males between a certain age range and group and they fit a certain stereotype. But uh, no, he is a, um, he was born in 1940. He is a black man that is a convicted serial killer. Um, He's currently been convicted in California of three murders that happened between 1987 and 1989 and one murder that happened in Texas in 1994. So he himself claims to have murdered up to 93 women. I actually read in an interview, he said 88, but this was about two years ago. Now it's actually gone up to 93. Um, Investigators have linked him to over 60 which even with that number of 60 would make him the most prolific serial killer in U.S. history. So you guys have to remember, when we did our episode about uh, Bundy, Bundy had only had, what, 33? He admitted to 30. He admitted to 33. So this would be double that, even triple that if 
his 90 his count, numbers were, yeah. if his 90 count is correct. Um, allegedly he has murdered up to, or he's, he's allegedly murdered women over 19 states. Um, he did over half a century and it ended in 2005. Um, so according to him, he was born in Georgia and he was raised by a lady of the night, he called it. So his mom was a prostitute. Um, he didn't know his father and, uh, this sort of led to a disdain of prostitutes because pretty much all of the women that he murdered were quote unquote, either prostitutes, drug addicts, people that otherwise he thought were dredges of society that nobody would miss. Um, so he moved to Lorraine, Ohio, where he was brought up by his grandmother, basically until after junior high school. Um, cause at the age of 16, he had moved to Omaha, Nebraska, where he lived with relatives. Um, he was convicted of breaking and entering and he was held in an institution for juvenile offenders. Um, he later moved to Florida in the twenties where he lived with his mother and worked various jobs. Um, during this time, he started traveling more wildly across the country, had a lot of run-ins with the law, uh, up to eight states had him in crimes for driving under the influence, fraud, rape, assault, shoplifting, solicitation, armed robbery, everything. Um, he apparently took up boxing while he was in prison. Um, he was a known prize fighter. He, yeah, he, uh. The man apparently is like six foot four, really strong. Now, close to his 70s, he's in a wheelchair, he's diabetic, but you could see how strong he was. And usually his MO is that he would strangle women. He would beat them and he would strangle them to death. And again, like I said, they would be prostitutes, uh, drug addicts, otherwise. Um, so what was really interesting about his case specifically is that the guy... I hate when I read crimes like this because I feel like this takes me back to so many other ones that I've researched and even episodes that we've done before where it's like they committed these horrific crimes and it's like, how in the world did they only get like a year in jail? Or how did they get nothing? Or how but did yeah, they, you like, have possession of weed and you get 12 goddamn years. That makes sense. Y'all, we could go like a whole another hour and a half going into that. It's just like it boggles <laughs> my fucking mind. So shows you how fucked up our justice system is. It's beyond fucked up, and it's been fucked up. So yeah. this is when this is when one of the first this is when one of the first crimes started. So by 1975, he had been arrested for over 26 crimes in 11 different states. By 1982, he was arrested in Mississippi, Mississippi, and charged with the murder of a 22 year old prostitute. Her name was Melinda Lepree. A grand jury declined to indict him for the murder, even though while he was investigation under investigation, he was transferred to Florida, where he was brought up on trial for the murder of a 26-year-old woman named Patricia Mount. Prosecution witnesses identified him in court as the person who spent time with Mount on the night that she disappeared. Due to distrust of the witness testimonies, he was acquitted in 1984. He moved to California after that, where in that same year, he kidnapped, beat, and strangled a 22-year-old woman named Lori Barrows, who survived. A month later, they caught him in the backseat of a car, 
beating and strangling another woman. He only served two and a half years in prison for both of those crimes. So mind you, by now, the guy has already been in two crimes that involved murdering two women. Now he's beaten and strangled two women. He only got two and a half years for that. He was released in 1987, moved to L.A., committed up to 10 more murders, according to what they could trace back to him. And he wasn't arrested until 2012. He was in a homeless shelter in Louisville, Kentucky. Authorities used DNA testing that linked him back to the murder of Carol Alford on July 13th, 1987, Guadalupe Apodaco, September 3rd of 1987, and Audrey Nelson, August 14th of 1989. These were all three women that they were able to link him back to in California that were murdered during that time. So this was right after he spent two and a half years in prison for beating and strangling those two women. They extradited him to L.A. He was charged in 2013. A few months later, they started to investigate him in dozens of murders convicted all over the 80s. In connection with the new circumstances in Mississippi, they reopened the LaPree murder case. It's in total estimated that he was involved in 60 different murders. So what this guy has been doing is he's actually been drawing pictures in prison. This is how they're linking him back to these murders. He calls them his beauties, his lovelies. This guy is so creepy. So I was reading this interview that a young reporter did, um, I think back around the first time that he started kind of confessing. And this has been like a year or two ago. And this is when he started drawing these pictures. And they're actually really amazing portraits. But the dark side of them is these are women he murdered. Yeah. These are women he murdered and he calls them his beauties, his lovelies. And no, thank you. He, so basically he thinks that he was an angel of mercy. He likens himself to God and the devil. And he says that he feels as though it was his duty to murder these women because of what they were doing. They were drug addicts. They were prostitutes. So God and the devil both told him to murder these women. Okay, so the assholes of the world, can I uh, use the same excuse to kill them? The God and the devil told me to do it? The God yeah, and the devil I guess told so, me to do it. Because they keep using that. Can we stop using that as an excuse? I feel like every serial killer alive has used that excuse. God and Satan are just like, come on, seriously? Will y'all stop it? <laughs> I'm up here doing my business. I'm down here doing my business. I didn't fucking tell you to do shit. In fact, I'm extremely busy to tell you to do shit. (laughs) We are too busy to be worried about talking to y'all. Okay? (laughs) Like, stop it. Especially to be like whispering sweet nothings in your ear and be like, you know what? You should just kill this person. You should just kill this guy. You should really kill this person and it would do me such a great favor so I don't have to do it. Because do I mean, solid, bro. All I have to do is legitimately blink and they'd be dead. But I just, I don't feel like blinking today. So can you? <laughs> I don't feel like blinking today. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like blinking today. Can you please take care of that for can me? Can you just Thank do you. this? Thanks. Yeah, this guy is God and Satan else. at their laziest and the I don't oh know, I, my just, God. I can't blink today. Can't blink today. Like the laziest. The la- the 
Yeah, we're just too busy. We're just, we are, just, they I'm are. busy. They got a lot going on. There's busy as BB. There's busy as BB laying around it. doing fucking shit all day. I love it. So it was, I'm actually looking up the year that this happened. Um, so there was a, there was a woman in 1984 near Columbus, Ohio, that was murdered. They tied him to, um, Another woman that was dumped in Northern Kentucky in 1984 that may be linked to Columbus, Ohio. And I'm trying to look up the one that was uh, Akron, Ohio. There was another one in 1991 that happened. Um, So these are all the ones that he is. These ones that I have that I have read off are all ones that he is. um, Suspected of committing. And uh, like I said, I mean, they're literally, okay, so this is the one in Cincinnati, and I'm sorry, this was actually not in the 80s, this was in the 70s. This is in 1974. It's an unnamed black woman that he's actually, this is one of the women that he's drawn pictures of. Um, she was she was from Cincinnati. Her body was dumped in Columbus, Ohio. Um, so these are the ones through, you know, like facial recognition and everything. Um yeah, that they're trying to they're trying to link back and see if they can actually identify who they are. Because that's the sad thing about a lot of these, even the ones that are suspected. There, a lot of these are identified. These are ones that he's confessing to, that he's providing sketches of. But I mean, again, this guy is—he was born in 1940, so he's in his 70s. He's in poor health, and you know, he barely remembers a lot of these. And you got to think if there were over 90, trying to keep track of 90 of them. And guys, these span all the way from Florida to Maryland, Louisiana, Georgia, Ohio, Tennessee, Texas, Illinois, Mississippi, uh, South Carolina, um, all over the entire country, he committed murders. People thought Bundy was crazy and on the move. This dude was on the move. Yeah, this guy, so if if these 90 women are confirmed over four decades, he'll be the worst serial killer in American history. Right? I know. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm over here like, I shouldn't be, but, um. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm being the worst, sir. Like, oh my God. His face is the worst. Can you imagine that acceptance speech? I'd like to thank God and the devil for telling me what to do. For telling me to do this as their angel. Because God just couldn't blink. He was really tired that day. They're really dire. I didn't blink right now. (laughs) God, thinking about having the power to just blink and someone die. So glad I don't have that power. There would be no (laughs) traffic. Um. Oh my god, getting home from work every day would be a breeze. <laughs> I know so many of you out there are like, yes, no or like traffic. When, when someone says something really stupid and you're like, like you don't know, like in your head how many people would love. <laughs> it's like you're like the Thanos snap, like blink, and they're just gone. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm like bewitched. Instead of wiggling my nose, I just blink. Blink. Love it. We're thinking way too hard into this. So this has been a fun episode. This was fun. I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed random. Doing this. Considering like most of our episodes one. have been like very, we was Salem vacation, Lizzie Borden, and then we were just like, you know what? Let's do something a little bit creative and just kind of all over the place. And this kind of takes us back to you know old school, the way we, the way we had done them before, and 
this was kind of neat just to have something that was just kind of like thrown together. And we hope you guys enjoyed it. Like we said, we wanted to kind of bring something, um, you know, we didn't have a whole lot to go on, even though we did share what we thought about Lizzie. We shared a few of them and we understand that people were undecided, but we also thought it was a really great idea to come up with ones that were just like current events, kind of stay up to date with what's been going on, but still sort of fit into the, horror, true crime, paranormal. Which is why our episode next week, speaking of current events, if you don't know what tomorrow is, I'm going to need you to know what tomorrow is because if you don't know what tomorrow is, all of you are like, the fourth? <laughs> like, no. Listen. Independence Day? For all of you who don't know what tomorrow is, I'm going to need you to get on your Netflix. I'm going to need you... To figure it out, because tomorrow, Stranger Things, season three, comes out. And that's what we're doing the podcast episode on next week. Stranger Things! I can't can't do the theme Bunch of fucking mouth breathers. (laughs) (laughs) You just like Papa! Sorry, I love that part. (laughs) What does he say? I'm not, what, that fucked up bastard? He didn't say fucked. Yeah, that guy was crazy. I enjoy the word fuck, but they don't say fucking stranger things. They're children, for Pete's sake. <laughs> Dustin has a bit of a potty mouth. I see you, Dustin. <laughs> I loved him. He was so Me, sweet. as a kid, like, as soon as I discover cuss words, I'm like, I'm saying all the cuss words. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, guys, we're going we're gonna to cover season one and season two, and we're going to kind of talk a little bit about season three, but because, you know, it literally won't even be a week. It'll be barely a week that it's been out. We don't want to give away too much. Um, obviously, we're gonna be done with it by then, but um, we're not gonna give away too much because we don't want to. We don't want to spoil it for you. So we'll definitely talk about season one, season two, and then kind of you know graze over season three. But if you haven't watched Stranger Things, I'm gonna need you to get on that right. Oh my god! Now. Seriously, <laughs> stop! Just stop. Steal somebody's Netflix code. <laughs> fucking. And honestly, so can we all I'm say. Like, take somebody's fucking Netflix password and just fucking watch it. Or get, or you know what? Do what I did. Get the free month and fucking watch it. And you never know. You may like it after having it. It's really not that expensive. And I Netflix really is like the Netflix. shit. And Netflix has some really great programming. And Stranger Things is an amazing Stranger show. Stranger Things and Haunting of Hill House is Netflix's home runs. Like, they really are. We gotta do an episode on Haunting of Hill House. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. We will definitely but, be doing an episode about that again. I would love I need to rewatch that. It's that, gonna be a rough If one. you guys haven't seen Haunting of Hill House, y'all, listen right now. Again, steal someone's Netflix password. <laughs> Because holy fuck is that show incredible. That's actually one of the very only few things in the entire world that had a jump scare so bad I literally flew out of my Oh, chair. I thought I was like, <laughs> okay, okay. I'm I'm even yeah, even my roommate flew. was like, oh god. And I was like, flew. I was not. Prepared. I can also say too, for a lot of people, um, if you've dealt with a death that single handedly I I don't, without giving any of it away, I just want to tell you that entire series will help put grief into a perspective that you would never have imagined. Um, You know, it had been several years since I lost my mom by the time I did watch it. And, uh, you know, you're never okay. 
after something like that, it doesn't matter how many years it's been, you're never okay. And it had been five years. And even up until that point, I still wasn't okay. And that show, you know, and of course they lost their mom. So that didn't help. I lost my mom. They lost their mom. But that show deals with grief in a way that I don't think I was prepared for. And um, I sobbed during a lot of episodes because it really, that show helped me through grief process. It really did. Um, It helped put losing my mom into a perspective and how I had dealt with it thought I had dealt with it, continue to deal with it in a way that I never thought I would imagine. So I just, I really have to give it up to Haunting of Hill House. And I really just want to say, because um, I just talked to a friend recently that just lost her father. And um, if you're listening, honey, I love you so much. And you're in my prayers every day. I can't wait to see you. And um, anybody that's ever lost a parent, a child, or anybody that's very close to them, that show will really help you through your grief process, please. I beg of you. You, My prayers are with you if you've ever lost anybody, but I beg of you to watch Haunting of Hill House. It will, it will change your life. It will really be a part of your grief process and it will help. It will help. It helped me immensely. It was like, it is probably, I'm telling you, it's the cheapest therapy. (laughs) It is the cheapest therapy you could ever go through if you've if you've lost someone and you're grieving, it is the cheapest grief therapy you will ever go through. I and I cannot say more to the director. You are just Mike Flanagan. Mike my Flanagan, God, dude. dude. I don't even know what I'd do if I met you. I'm serious. I don't. I don't even know. I. I I'd probably cry. There's <laughs> literally a whole part of me that wants to go to horror hound just if i could just blinders on and just meet kate siegel i know and just tell her and just just kate siegel that like if i can just put blinders on and not see anybody else and just beeline to kate siegel and then leave like <laughs> i don't think you understand what you and your husband have done for me personally well, kate siegel, <laughs> like just well, you personally we'll, we'll talk more about that in the, in the episode because we could go on for hours yeah, she about plays a character look she plays a character named theo that to the LGBTQ community is amazing, and we need more characters like that. And that's all I'm going to say because I don't want to give yeah. anything about the movie or the character away. Just or the show, just watch Theo it. Theo means a fuck watch ton it. to me. Yeah, Not lie. she meant a lot to me too. They all did. They all did. They but all did. Theo for me but specifically. For her, yeah. For Casper especially, Theo was like everything, and I, I get it on every level. You guys will love it. But, I love you, um, Kate Siegel. We anyway. Do. And Mike Planning. <laughs> he also directed Oculus, which was amazing, um, And too. he is also, guys, sorry, real quick, um, you know, going into Stranger Things, Stranger Things gives so many homages to Stephen King, which is amazing, because that man was just the master of 80s horror, still is master of horror today. Um, Mike Flanagan is directing Dr. Sleep. Oh, he is, isn't he? Guys, if you have not not seen the recent trailer on YouTube, my God, watch it. I am so excited about this movie. I did not get a chance to read the book. I'm going to have to now. But um, if you guys are not aware, Dr. Sleep is the sequel to The Shining. So it's basically the little boy from The Shining. He grew up. And now he's a doctor and Ewan McGregor plays him. And he's basically discovered another child that has the shining. And it's just, it looks 
amazing. And I'm really excited about it. And I'm even more excited about it because Mike Flanagan's directing it. So All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Oh, it's going to be so amazing. But yeah, next week is Stranger Things. Yay! I'm so excited. Tomorrow is Stranger Things Day! Yes, it is. Everyone's like, July 4th. And I'm like, no! <laughs> it's Stranger Things it's Day. It's Stranger Things Day. It it's actually Stranger comes Things out at midnight tonight. So if you're listening tonight... Midnight. Listen to this and Midnight. then go watch Stranger Things. <laughs> so are we going to sponsors? Yay, sponsor! Calm your body down. <laughs> As Casper has been sitting here, guys, oh my god, she's been sitting here scratching her leg <laughs> and the facial expressions. I'm I'm trying so hard to hold it because <laughs> I know what that feels like. <laughs> like you guys, have scratching. you ever had a really bad itch and then you scratch it and it's literally the most orgasmic feeling you've ever had in the world besides an actual orgasm? It's like <laughs> I never thought anything could ever feel this good. And right then now. it's like your hand can't stop scratching it, and you're like, Ugh. I need more hands. I need like eight. <laughs> I will personally hire someone to scratch my bug bites for me. <laughs> We're going to start uh, a GoFundMe for uh, paying people to come and scratch Casper's bug bites. Oh, there's another one. Hi. Oh, my God. All right, guys. Um, so I just want to say by, you know, I, I totally forgot to announce this uh, in the last podcast, which sucky me. But um, if you guys happen to listen to this tonight or tomorrow. So the um sale on the Pride Bath Bombs ends tomorrow. The half price sale on everything um ends tomorrow. So um grab everything. It it still will be on sale, but shipping will happen Friday, so you can still get everything half price or the Pride Bombs which are full price, but they will be available until tomorrow. Shipping will happen on Friday. You'll get everything shipped within 5 days. Um, I want to thank again, Mindy, thank you so much for your order. And Danielle, thank you for your order. Like that was really sweet of you. I right, appreciate you. And Danielle. Yes. <laughs> thank you guys. We really appreciate, I appreciate it so much. Um, everybody hit up, uh, the Instagram page at CRBD. All the likes and follows are greatly appreciated. Um, repost tag. Um, and, uh, leave reviews. If you buy anything, they are greatly appreciated too. Um, and the Etsy shop again is etsy.com slash shop slash calm your body down. Calm your body down. Can you make one that stops itching? (laughs) Actually, I'm going to add that into the, I'm going to add that into the song now. Can you make one that stops itching? (laughs) Or it grows hands and it scratches me itself. Can you do a calm your itching down? Calm your itching down. (laughs) Yes. No date, just a yes. Yes. A Napoleon Dynamite yes. Yes. (laughs) All right, I think that about covers everything. So we will see you guys next week for Stranger Things. And if you haven't watched Stranger Things, watch Stranger Things. Or you're just going to be a Stranger Thing. Or you're just going to be really fucking confused when you're listening to the episode. (laughs) Mouth breather. (laughs) (laughs) all right guys goodbye we'll see you next week are we not are we not giving out anything oh yeah (laughs) i love you so much
I'm so focused on my bug bites right now that I can't even. Guys, she is else. itching. So, um, <laughs> social media, all the platforms. Don't fuck with the original on Facebook, Instagram, Instagram and, and Twitter, Facebook and Twitter, and uh, yeah, just type in "Don't fuck with the original." There you uh, go. Twitter handle is dfwto8811. Like uh, Podcast addicts, Podbean, Spotify, uh, Castbox, and Podbean. Um, for don't fuck with the original to find us. And actually, um, I'm going to give a shout out to Danielle because she has a page on Facebook. If you are into history at all, she actually just recently had me all of a sudden on a live video that she did. Um, our tour guide from the board and bed and breakfast, she has a page called the key is to educate. And she posts a bunch about history things and their little riddles and um, for this month, she's doing stuff all about animals and posting a bunch of really cool facts about animals. So check her out. If you have a Facebook page, it's called The Key is to Educate. Like her page and follow her because she's really cool. So she gave me a plug. I'm giving it right back. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, and another thing. Sorry, guys, real quick. Uh, DFWTO is the coupon code for free shipping. So if you head over to the Calm Your Body Down Etsy page and you want free shipping on everything, literally everything, just put in DFWTO for the coupon code. So there you go. If the end of this episode hasn't been how much our brains have been scattered. For oh the my day. God. Like <laughs> Mouth diarrhea. <laughs> Word vomit. <laughs> All right, guys. Now we will see you next week. Have an awesome week. Have an awesome holiday tomorrow. And Stay safe. Us. Yes, please be safe. Don't blow off any appendages. Don't go blow it off any appendages. <laughs> don't do that on the 4th of July. That's not right to do. You don't want to end up in the hospital. <laughs> and also remember, next week's Stranger Things. Bye, guys. And don't fuck with the original. Uh-